guess I should say I've read, more people fear public speaking than death itself. It's kind of hard to believe, but apparently it's true. So maybe fear keeps you out of the choir. Maybe skill keeps you out of the choir. You say, Pastor, I can't sing at all. Uh, it's not my forte. Little musical joke there. You've never learned to read music and you have trouble staying on key. You say, Pastor, I don't know if I should join the choir. Can I suggest that you may not feel comfortable singing now, but there will be a time if you know Jesus. If you are saved, one of his followers, you will sing in the choir. In Revelation chapter 5, beginning in verse 6, we have a description of a heavenly choir, and it's the strangest choir, well, you've ever heard of. In verse 6, John writes, I beheld and lo, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat on the throne. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and 24 elders fell down before the lamb Every, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, Worthy art thou to, to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For you were slain and redeemed us to God by the blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation and made us uh, unto our God kings and priests and we shall reign on the earth. And I beheld and heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beasts and elders and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. Saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them. I heard saying blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sits upon the throne, unto the Lamb forever and ever. And the four beasts said, Amen. And the twenty-four elders fell flat down and worshipped him. It lives forever and ever. You find here in this strange choir a subject. The Lamb who was slain and risen from the dead. In verse 1, if you go back in chapter 5, the Father sits on the throne and he has in his right hand a scroll. You find then that picture of the Father different from the one of Jesus because in verse 5, there is one called the Lion of the tribe of Judah who is in then verse 6 called the Lamb. So there's the Father sitting on the throne and beside him is Jesus and he's described as the Lion of Judah and the Lamb that was slain. You remember back at the very beginning of Jesus' earthly ministry, as he's walking about, John had recorded that another man named John, John the Baptist, had said of Jesus, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the earth. The slain part is evidence of the Lamb's violent death. 
And there was no death more violent than crucifixion in the ancient world. But his being alive is evidence of his resurrection. And so the song that is sung here in Revelation 5 has its subject as Jesus, the lamb who was slain and risen again. But notice the singers of the song. There are at least four groups here. And again, this makes up the strangest choir you've ever seen. Look down in verse 6, second half. It says there are beasts, these creatures. It says in verse 7, uh, or verse 8 rather, when they had taken the book, the four beasts and four elders fell down before the Lamb. These beasts are strange creatures. They, they have eyes and faces and you read about this and you just go, what in the world is he talking about? These are some really strange looking beasts. The answer is we don't know specifically what he's talking about. These are creatures that are in God's throne room who worship him. Of course, there are 24 elders here. And some think, well, this, these 24 represent both the tribes of Israel, the 12, and the disciples in the church. And certainly it seems like that may be the case in verse 8. These 24 elders fell down before the Lamb. So you have the creatures and the elders. And then in verse 11, there's a new group. It says, the voice of many angels round about the throne. And how many angels are there? Well, there's thousands times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. So now you've got this massive choir, right? You've got these beasts. You've got these elders. And then you have this angelic choir. And they're singing. And then... Now, we have even a larger group. Look at verse 13. Every creature under heaven, on the earth, under the earth, and in the sea. Now, I will tell you, there is some real question as to what he's talking about here. If you didn't understand the creatures, now it even gets more confusing because some will say, well, he's just talking about all the people on the earth. But he says the creatures in the sea, right? So people living under the earth, that doesn't make any sense. So there are some who say, actually, he's now talking about the entire animal kingdom. Do you remember what Jesus said to the Pharisees when they told him to make the children stop praising him? What did Jesus tell them? I say to you that if they stop speaking, even the rocks will cry out. I have no idea what this means. This is a strange passage of scripture. But it seems like all of creation joins the choir. And now you have really an incredible singing group. You have the creatures in the throne of God. You have these 24 elders surrounding the throne of God. Around them is an angelic host of thousands upon thousands. And then you have, apparently, all that God has made. Everything that has a voice cries out. Do you think the bears are going to cry out? Do you think the fish are going to leap out of the water and sing part of the harmonies? This is amazing. It really is amazing to think about how incredible this choir is. And they're all singing about Jesus. You see, Jesus is the subject. The singers are the redeemed and God's creatures. But the song itself, the song is a praise to the Father, verse 13. They praise the Father. 
Blessing and glory and honor be unto him that sits upon the throne. That's the Father. And unto the Lamb. It's worship to the Lamb as well, to Jesus. So both the Father and the Son are glorified here. And the look at the appellations that they bring. Praise and honor and glory and power. They sing the song. And there are a few different songs mentioned here in this chapter. But they sing this song. And now they are singing with all their might. With all that they have with all that they can, praising the Father and praising the Son and lifting these up and saying, glory be to them. It's a lot different from what we have today. So maybe you should join the choir. What we, what we had here was a sad taste of what will be then. There's no choir on earth that can compare to what will be then. There are no voices that will be able to compare. And I've heard great voices saying glory to God before. I'll never forget when I was in college, there was a man who sang his entire career at the Metropolitan Opera in New York City. He had a beautiful baritone voice. Well, through the course of some people witnessing him in New York City, he became a believer. He became a Christian. And... Somebody had told him about our college and said, why don't, you, why don't you go down there? They do the fine arts. They love fine arts. Just Why don't you head down there? And so he came down and looked around, and, and uh, nobody recognized him, you know. But, and after people found out who this guy was, I remember sitting in chapel, and he got up and he sang, Ferris, Lord Jesus, and I'm going to tell you it was the best I ever heard, but it will be nothing compared to that. When all of God's creation rises up and sings, I think even those in hell will be able to hear the song. As we all sing, glory to God and to the Lamb. So I say join the choir. If you don't know Christ, you won't be there in that choir. You'll be somewhere else, suffering for all eternity, the punishment of your sins. But if you know him, praise him. This is the day. This is the best day to do it. Take Time and just say, thank you, God, for what you've done for me, for my family, for my church. And bringing us to yourself, not because of our righteousness, not because of anything we did, but only because of what you've done for us. Because if you know him, someday, yes, yeah, someday you'll be singing. So you might as well get used to it. Let's pray together. Father.